0: That song is an encouragement along those lines. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and tonight and uh, wrap up the series on uh, the life of Elijah, Fire from Heaven, and uh, we're going to look here at uh, 2 Kings chapter number 2, so if you'd like to find that in your Bible, 2 Kings chapter number 2, there's there's uh, much more to the life of Elijah than what we're covering, uh, but we're just giving kind of a, a, a good snapshot of of what the Bible says about the life of Elijah. And tonight we're going to look at the rapture of Elijah, how um, Elijah was one of two individuals who did not die. Um, the other one, uh, his name also started with the letter E, Enoch, and, uh, and Elijah, so you, that's how you can remember him. And uh, I have to throw in my obligatory um, joke there that uh, I believe that the rapture will happen for me because my name starts with the letter E as well, Eric. And so therefore, the rapture's got to happen, okay? I need to uh, be a part of this too. I'm part of the E club. So um, only cool people are like that. So, uh, And then Miss Erin is the only one that I know of. Anybody else have their name start with letter E? Okay, so maybe Erin and I will be the only one raptured. So um, anyway, just kidding, Okay. Second Kings chapter number two. Uh, let's just look here at uh, verses one through three, and we'll we'll cover a few more of these. Um, not a lengthy time tonight. Just a couple uh, simple, quick thoughts uh, about the rapture of Elijah. Second Kings chapter number two, verse number one says this: "And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah uh, into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal." Elijah said unto Elisha, "Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. Elisha said unto him, Well, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace." All right, and so here's the uh, the beginning passage of uh, the time, and in, in verse number uh, verse number eleven is when Elijah disappears and goes uh, by a, a chariot of fire into the uh, uh, whirlwind into heaven, um, and of course Elijah is a picture, and his uh, taking up and going up into heaven is a picture of the rapture of the church. Uh, it's an Old Testament picture that. Uh, is fulfilled uh, in the New Testament. And uh, the rapture, um, we believe the Bible teaches that it's going to take place before the tribulation period goes on. And uh, and and I know that there are many who believe it's in the middle of the tribulation. There are many who believe it happens after the tribulation. But uh, everything that the Bible really indicates is that it all happens before uh, the tribulation and 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 we can make a case for that at a different time um, that's not really what this message is about um, but this message is uh, just really kind of walking through this uh, this passage here and and looking at what happened here in Elijah and learning lessons from his life now Elijah here was an older man we don't have the Bible doesn't give us a ton of detail about how he grew up and and his uh, you know younger years really all we have is, is the last portion of his life recorded for us in the Scriptures. And it is interesting to me that, um, you know, here is an older man who is found, is, is found faithfully serving the Lord even in his older years. Even when he knows here that his time is short, he's still faithful to carefully serve the Lord and focused on that even in that stage of his life. And uh, what I have found, and I'm not there yet myself personally, but I have found that uh, those who are older in years, up in years, are tempted to think that, hey, I served the Lord back in my youth, um, and now it's time for the next generation to take my spot, so I'm going to kind of sit back and watch TV and let the young whippersnappers do the work. That wasn't Elijah's mentality. See, he faithfully served Really, and we're going to find this as we go through this passage tonight, that he faithfully served till the very end. It wasn't like he went and said, hey, man, I'm about to go, so I'm just going to go sit back and, and, and chillax for a little while and uh, turn on some game shows and just have him have some me time. He didn't do that. He decided that, hey, I've only got a short time left, so I'm going to be faithful with the time that I have left to serve the Lord. And so the encouragement tonight for all of us is whatever time that God has left for us to not waste it, to not squander it, and not to just say, well, somebody else, I already serve the Lord, it's time for somebody else to take my place, but to fulfill God's plan for my life right now while I still have breath in me. And we see that here in the life of Elijah. So let's walk through this here very quickly tonight. Number one, let's notice Elijah's traveling. Elijah's traveling. In verse number uh, 1 here it says, when, when the Lord would take up Elijah unto heaven uh, by a whirlwind, Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. So uh, Elijah is traveling to Gilgal. And then um, verse number 2 tells us that they went down to Bethel. So they're, they're traveling. And then in verse number 4, um, they actually traveled and came to Jericho. And then in verse number 6... Uh, the Bible says they too went on at the end of it to Jordan. And so they, they continue to travel and there's a lot of traveling going on here. And it, it is interesting here that Elijah was submissive to the will of God, even in his older years. Again, he he didn't say, well, look, I've already done my stuff. You know, I've already been involved in some pretty amazing things. I mean, after all, I called down fire from heaven and, uh, on Mount Carmel. And then in chapter number one, he called down fire two more times. Remember those? Uh, the, the captain of the 50s went up uh, to Elijah, and, and uh, Elijah called down fire two different times. So he could have said, look, I've kind of done my stuff. I've got quite a resume. I'm kind of done. But Elijah said, no, I'm going to still continue to obey and be submissive to the will of God, yes, even in my older years. And so for those of us who are uh, not spring chickens anymore, I want to encourage all of us to uh, continue to have the mentality, Lord, I want to still be obedient and submissive to your will, yes, even in my older years. And to not just get this, well, look, um, you know, as they say about old dogs, um, Lord, I'm willing to learn new tricks if you want me to. If there's something new you want from my life, I want to be submissive and yielded to you in whatever you have for me. And Elijah, we see this as he's traveling and, and making these, uh, these visits here. And, and we see that w- one of the things he was doing is that he was going to these students of his, these sons of the prophets, and he was leading them some instruction, and he was giving them encouragement, and he was ministering and investing in them one last time before the Lord took him uh, home. Verse number three, it says, and the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha. So the sons of the prophets were there, and and evidently that's what Elijah was doing was he was investing and saying, hey, I'm not going to be here any longer. You guys need to take up uh, the the mantle and go and and continue serving and being be faithful and verse number four um, it says uh, okay no I'm sorry verse number five the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha so Elijah was going and ministering to these sons of the prophets these uh, future prophets there, future of the the, the next generation that was going to take his place and uh, verse number seven we see 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and uh, we'll, we'll talk about what they went to go do there in a moment. But he was leaving instructions for his students. And in his traveling, he was submissive all the way to the end. And uh, Elijah also, he, he, he wasn't just submissive, but he also traveled with a student. You notice here as Elijah's making his journey here in his last, last little uh, adventure, there's, there's this guy tagging along. And his name also starts with the letter E cool people in the bible their names start with e i'm just saying um, but uh, here elisha was a uh, one that was younger and he also had an amazing haircut which you uh, and a hairstyle uh, as you learn later in uh, in this chapter we won't get into that tonight but uh, he he did have a bald head and he got made up made fun of for having a bald head and uh so there goes the, the the bears, the she bears went, and and uh, forty. It says here forty-two children uh, who were making fun of the prophet for his for his hairstyle. So, for those of you who give me a hard time for having a bald head, just be watching out for some bears around the corner. Um, just kidding, maybe. Just kidding. <laughs> I can't guarantee that I'm kidding because. Uh, it happened here in the Old Testament. Anyway, um, but Elisha was the one who he was uh, traveling with. And see, he wanted to not only invest in the sons of the prophet, but in one man in in, in particular. And and uh, he wanted to invest in, in those and, and the one who would be left after he was gone. 1 Kings 19 and verse number 16. We looked at this verse very briefly when we were... Uh, talking about Elijah after uh, the wonderful victory that took place on Mount Carmel. Remember in chapter 19, he ran away from Ahab and Jezebel, and uh, he went and had suicidal thoughts in verses uh, 4 and all that. Well, then he just needed a nap, and he needed a happy meal. And after that, things got a little better, and uh, we learned that sometimes we just need some some good old-fashioned rest and good old-fashioned food. Um, But then in verse number 16, it says, here's what God uh, told Elijah to do. Um, In verse 15, he says, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Haziel to be king over Israel, and Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And here's that young man here, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of um, Abel, Nahola, Shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room? So uh, here Elijah goes and is obedient to the Lord, and he does all these things. He anoints uh, these uh, guys to be king, and then Elisha to be prophet in thy room. In other words, to take your spot. And so he doesn't and doesn't and go does goes and does all that, and uh, now Elisha is following him, and he's investing in him. And so I just want to encourage uh, those again who were. Um, up there in years, yes, God has a will for your life and a plan for your life in this stage of your life. And I would say part of that plan uh, would be to invest in the next generation and to give them the wisdom that God has given to you over the years. Um, Paul said to Timothy or to Titus, and in, in Titus chapter 2, in verse number uh, 1, it says, That the age men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, and charity and patience. "...the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine." It says, "...teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed." "...young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded." So, here's the deal. Those who are up there in years... Uh, one of God's purposes for you in the church is to teach the old, the youngers. Um, not, not to just be like, I'm done, I'm kind of like, I'm going to watch the younger serve. No, you have a ministry right now, and your ministry is to teach the younger and to invest in the next generation. So for the men to do that and for the women to do that. And Elijah understood that and he was going to invest in this young man named Elisha who was going to take his spot. And so I just want to encourage all of us here at Cornerstone Baptist Church to be doing that, to be investing in uh, whether it's in an official capacity or just uh, by way of, you know what, I'm going to take this on as my ministry. I'm going to start getting some young, young people around me, and I'm going to just encourage them and, and invest in their life, have them over to our house and, and just spend some time ministering to the younger generation. I want to encourage you along those lines. Elijah did it, and uh, it made a major impact. So we see Elijah's traveling. Uh, Secondly, and quickly, we see Elijah's testing. Elijah decided that he was going to test Elisha and see how persistent he was going to be, how faithful he was going to be. And so here in verse number 2, Elijah said to Elisha, Hey, why don't you just hang out here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. Elisha said, no, 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 as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And then the sons of the prophets tested him as well um, and said, hey, don't you know that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head? And he said, yeah, I know it. Just be quiet. It's, it's not something I really want to talk about right now. This is kind of a, it's a sad day for me. Uh, my, my hero, my mentor is going to be uh, taken from me. Well, verse four says, Elijah said to Elisha, "Hey, why don't you hang here, and they're in Bethel? There, and Bethel was a good place. I mean, uh, that was Bethel means house of God, and and that was a that was a good place for him to hang out. And so Elijah said, Why don't you just ha- hang here? For the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, No, no, I'm not going to leave you, as I soul liveth, as the Lord liveth, and as the soul liveth, I'm not going to leave thee. So they went to Jericho, and same conversation in verse number five with the sons of the prophets there." And verse 6, um, there in Jericho, um, Elijah said, hey, why don't you hang here in Jericho, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. He said, hey, as the Lord liveth and as I so liveth, I'm not going to leave thee. And they too went on. So he passed the test of persistence and faithfulness, um, which I think was very instrumental in Elisha receiving the portion, uh, the double portion of his spirit. Had he tarried in Bethel or in uh, in Jericho or in, you know, in one of these other areas, uh, it could be that he would have not received the double portion of, of of the spirit that was upon Elijah. But because he was persistent and faithful, he passed the test and he received that. Uh, this was, uh, in contrast, uh, Elisha is quite different than a couple other individuals we find in the New Testament. We find in uh, Acts chapter number 13, and you don't have to turn there, but um, we see uh, a young man who, uh, when given the opportunity to bail, he did. His name was John Mark. Mark, the, uh, the author, the human author of the Gospel of Mark, uh, he ended up bailing when times were tough. Um, when they, he went with uh, Paul and Barnabas, as uh, the church at Antioch uh, sent them out, and uh, John Mark was part of it, but then when the, the going got tough, after he got a few days into it, he was like, you know what, this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a missions trip, you know, we're going to go and see the sights and, you know, taste the food and, and get to, you know, have a good time. But, but when he realized the schedule was a little intense and, and some real persecution was coming, he's like, oh, I didn't really know that it was going to be like this. It says in verse number 13 of Acts 13, it says, Now when Paul and his company loose from Paphos, they came to Perga Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. He's like, I'm going back to mom. <laughs> I miss mom's cooking. I miss my bed. I miss the comfort at home. And so he says, I'm bailing. Well, Elisha had the same opportunity, but Elisha said, no, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to stay faithful. And then there's another individual in the New Testament who had the opportunity to be faithful and to be a blessing uh, but instead he decided to uh, fall away. And we find his name in 2 Timothy chapter number 4 as Paul is coming to the end of his life and he's discouraged and he really desperately is he's lonely and he wants Timothy to come and he explains why he's so lonely and he says uh, verse number 9 of 2 Timothy 4 it says, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. And then he says why he wants him to diligently come. Because he says, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world and is departed into Thessalonica. So Demas was one who was with Paul for quite a while. And then the love of the world kind of crept in and, 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 and led him astray and led him back to Thessalonica and and uh, the man of God did not have somebody there with him, um, and so he said, "Please, Timothy, come dil- diligently. Come to me." In verse number nine, he said that, and then in verse twenty-one, he says, "Do thy diligence to come before winter." He said, "Man, it's going to get cold, and I don't want to be in this uh, in this place by myself in winter. And plus, can you please bring that cloak? Uh, can you bring a little blankie for me too, because it's going to get cold." <laughs> so we see Elijah's testing here, and how he tested. Uh, this young man, Elisha. And then we see number three, Elijah's translation. Verse number seven, let's pick it up there here after he makes all these stops to visit all these uh, sons of the prophet and encourage them and let them know that he was about to leave and and be departed. So verse seven says, and 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they stood, they, they too stood by Jordan. So there there was a little bit of a crowd assembled. There was going to be a show. And they knew that somehow it was going to be uh, some type of an exciting event to watch. Well, verse number eight says And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither so that they too went over on dry ground. Another one of the miracles that took place in Elijah's career. Uh, They were able to walk across on dry ground through the Jordan River. And then verse number 9, it says, It came to pass when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elijah, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elijah said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they went on and talked, that behold, there, appeareth, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and part of them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And what a sight that must have been that Elisha got to experience and see and be a part of. And evidently, I, I would imagine these 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and saw as well. Now, I do want to just say this. It is interesting, going back to being found faithful and being faithful to the end, Elijah was indeed faithful to minister and to serve until the very end. Because notice in verse number 11, it so And it came to pass as they went on, and what's that next word there? And talked. That behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. So, it wasn't like hey, let's just be quiet and 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 wait and watch. He was still ministering he was still trying to invest in uh, this this student that was going to take his place so he was faithful until the end and and I just want to encourage all of us look uh, as as long as the Lord gives us breath, he has a plan for us for our lives he has a purpose for us to fulfill, a mission to accomplish he has things for us to do and while it may Look differently than it did 20 years ago for us. Maybe we were in better physical condition 20 years ago. I know I was. Uh, but, but look, God's not done with you, and he still has a plan and a purpose for you. Up until the time he says, it's time for you to come home. So don't think that, okay, well, I've already done a lot in my life. I can kind of just coast. No. Um, God still has, if he's given you breath, the ability to breathe, he's given you a Purpose to fulfill still. And so uh, don't, uh, don't, don't sleep on that. Instead, uh, let's, uh, let's make sure that we're fulfilling God's plan for our life right now. Again, it's going to look differently than it did years ago. Some of you may, I, and I know some of you who are a little up there in years, you know, you have some amazing things and stories that God used you in a great way back then, but look, God's not done with you now. God still has something for you to do now, and it's going to look differently, uh, but let's find out what that is and be flexible and not say, well, no, I've got to do it the way I've always done it. No, we need to be flexible and say, okay, Lord, now is a little different season of my life, but I want to be found faithful like Elijah was. And he did. He was faithful to the very last moment. Verse number 11, as they talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. And so we see him being translated there, and what a powerful Uh, scene that must have been. Then let's look number four, lastly, here at Elijah's testimony. He was now gone, and uh, so it's over. No, the life that Elijah lived continued to speak, though he was gone. Elijah indeed left a tremendous legacy, and uh, praise the Lord that Elisha was then able to have that double portion of the spirit that was upon Elijah. And uh, there's an insert in your bulletin that shows you that uh, the amount of miracles that Elijah got to see and experience and, and be a part of, and then Elisha and how many miracles he got to experience and be a part of in his career. And if you'll notice There's 28 miracles that Elisha got to do and 14 that Elijah got to do. 14 times 2 is 28. You all know that, obviously. So we see that God did give him a double portion of the spirit that was upon Elijah, and he was able to go on and do uh, twice as many things as Elijah did. They're not maybe as well known as the others, but... That Elijah did, but still, God used him to do twice the amount of miracles, and that is part of Elijah's legacy and testimony. And it was said of Abel, if you remember in in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, by it he being dead yet speaketh. Well, Elijah didn't die here, but his life still continued to speak in the life of Elisha, and then it also continued to speak long after that, when we get to the New Testament era, and we learned even this past Sunday, that in, the, uh, in, in John the Baptist, in his life, in his ministry, that was in the spirit of Elijah. So Elijah's testimony uh, went on to uh, continue to speak even after he was long gone. And uh, then we saw him uh, appear on, Mount, on the Mount of Transfiguration and talking about the decease of Christ, talking about the fact that Jesus would uh, become our sacrifice and die on the cross and how he must needs do that. And then later on, and this is a little bit of speculation, it's not exactly um, something that you can dogmatically say, although I I believe it's probably uh, the case. Um, We have in Revelation chapter number 11, we have... Uh, two witnesses that appear on the scene. This is during the tribulation period, and uh, we see that w- probably one of them is going to be Elijah. It says in um, in Revelation chapter eleven, it says, uh, verse number three: I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the Earth. If any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. And uh, we, uh, with fire, And and we we know that Elijah's ministry was accompanied by a tremendous amount of fire. Uh, We see him calling down fire three different times. And then in the way he was taken up to heaven were chariots of fire. So fire definitely, um, of all the individuals in the Bible, no doubt um, was accompanied by fire the most, and uh, likely he is one of these two witnesses. So his ministry, his testimony continues on even into the tribulation period, And, and certainly it speaks to all of us all these years later as we study his life and see the fact that you know he was very relatable to all of us, a man of like passions, like as we are. James says, and yet he prayed earnestly that it would rain, uh, not rain on the earth, and, and all of that. Um, so his life continues to speak, and uh, as we follow the Lord and are faithful to the Lord in our lives, our lives can then continue to speak. Uh, but the the Bible says in the, in, in Proverbs the uh, the memory of the ju- the memory of the just is blessed. Um, but I think something like the memory of the of the wicked is is rotten, Some, or shall rot. Something like that. I don't have that in my notes, so I'm kind of pulling that out of thin air. There, anybody know the reference on that off the top of your head? It's in Proverbs somewhere. You can look it up later. Um, but uh, that's that's Elijah's testimony, and and I. Obviously, want to encourage all of us to live a life that, as people think about your life after you're gone, that it continues to speak and preach and be an example of faithfulness and godliness, and Elijah was certainly that way and was an encouragement to Elisha, and to continue to speak as you go even through the rest of the Bible. Uh, well, with that, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer, and uh, we'll look at some prayer requests very quickly tonight. Lord, we thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the life of Elijah, and uh, what a life, and one that, uh, Lord, is not out of reach because he was a man like of like passions, like as we are. He struggled like we do. He was discouraged and lonely like we are sometimes, and uh, and yet, Lord, you used him in a great way, and. And uh, Lord used him to, uh, Lord, point to the fact that one day we, as the as the church, as the bride of Christ, is going to be raptured out of here. Lord, help us to be ready for that. As we look at what's going on in the world today, <coughs> it's certainly uh, not within, not with. It, it certainly looks like it could happen at any moment. And so, Lord, help us to be ready and to prepare others to be ready, and uh, help us to be faithful. And uh, for those who are in later in life, Lord, I pray that uh, you would help all of us to be faithful to your will and to your plan uh, right now and to be submissive and, and flexible and yielded to you. And uh, Lord, I thank you for Elijah and his life. And I pray, Lord, you'd help us to incorporate these thoughts that we've talked about tonight into our lives. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, let's uh, take our bulletins here.